I am guessing that there are times in your life, and probably even little moments of time every single day, when you feel a little bit overwhelmed as a mom. When you might look around yourself and think, what on earth am I doing? Maybe you walk into the other room and then have to spend 20 seconds trying to remember, why did I come in here? And we give so much time and so much energy and so much emotion and so much thought to what's going on for our people. What's going on for our husband? What's going on for our kids? What's going on for our home? All of these balls are flying through the air and we have to manage all of them. And my friend, moms are amazing. You are amazing. We can multitask. We can juggle many, many, many balls. But what I want to talk about today is how do we figure out which balls to set down at the right time so that we can really give focused, intentional, positive attention to our people. When you are with your husband, are you really listening to him, connecting with him, giving him your full and undivided attention? When your kiddo pulls at your pants leg or taps you on the shoulder or comes over with an unexpected question, are there so many balls that you're juggling around, so many thoughts running through your head, so many distractions going on that you can't actually turn to them and give them 30 seconds of your time? It is really easy with the busyness of mom life, of family life, of our own brains, it is really easy to let these moments when we could connect with our people slide right by. And that, my friend, needs to change. As we continue today to look at how can we be Proverbs 14.1 women, wise women building up our homes, we are going to talk about one of the most powerful resources that we have, that every single one of us has, and that is the resource of our attention. Are you really listening to your people? Are you focusing on your people? Are you showing them with how you pay attention to them that they matter, that they are your priority? These things are hugely powerful in your family life. And we're going to talk today about not only why our families need that positive, focused attention, but we're going to talk about five things that steal our attention on a regular day and five ways that we can change that, five ways that we can give our people more attention, that we can stop juggling all the balls when necessary, when helpful without actually dropping them, but intentionally set them down so that we can give positive attention to our people. So we've got some good stuff today, my friend. Let's dive in. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast. We're here to build healthy, happy, and holy family relationships. I'm Jess, a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe God creates us for relationships relationship with him and with each other. So if you want to build a strong marriage, connect with your kids, find peace and purpose at the end of those crazy days, and keep Jesus at the center of it all, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. 
Well, friend, I am really excited for this conversation today about how to manage all the things going on in our homes, in our family life, and still give focused, positive attention to our family, to our husbands and our kids. And I want to start out our conversation today by highlighting why it is that I am so excited about this conversation. Now, we are going to tackle five things that steal our attention every day, like on a totally regular day. Now, obviously, there are more than five out there, but in a normal day for a normal Christian family, we're going to talk about five things that steal our attention away from our people, and then five things we can do to redirect, refocus, and give that positive attention back to our people. But before we talk about what those things are, stealing our attention and how to give it back to them, I do think it's important that we have a strong understanding of why this matters. And I am excited for this conversation because when we talk about really giving good, healthy, positive attention to our people, I have seen this be the change factor in so many families as I have worked with them in the counseling room. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you heard my disclaimer, and I'll give it again here. Yes, I am a counselor, and I am not your counselor. This podcast is not counseling. It's not professional. Um, and, you know, you can read more about that on the website at loveyourpeoplewell.com if you're uh, curious to really read through some disclaimers. You know, you got to have that kind of thing on your website these days. <laughs> But I'm talking right now about the counseling experience that I have because attention is a huge factor for so many families. And it's very rare that this is the issue that brings people through the door seeking help. You know, usually there's a variety of issues, a variety of emotions or difficulties in the relationship that are bringing people into counseling. But I will pretty much always at some point, get around to the topic of attention. How much attention are you really paying to each other? When someone's talking to you, are you really genuinely listening? Are you giving them your focus in a way that shows them and tells them and sends the message that they matter? Because for so many of us, we're so easily distracted that we're not doing this intentionally. We're not intentionally ignoring our people or, um, you know, brushing them off or just giving them kind of the quick answer so we can move on with our life. It's rare that that is intentional. It is not rare that that's what winds up happening. And there are some very valid reasons for this because we get, we get distracted. We have so many things going on that we need to pay attention to, things that actually are important and good, but they're not necessarily the most important. They might be good, but they're not necessarily the best. And actually in our Friday Faith follow-up in just a few days, we will talk about how the Lord pays attention to us. And we will ask the question, are we paying attention to our family like Jesus pays attention to them as individuals worthy of 
focus and love and positive attention. We're not going to go quite in that um, deep spiritual theological direction right now. I am sharing that I have seen this be the change factor for so many families that when they figure out how important this is, and they're able to make some really minor tweaks to how they go about their day-to-day lives so that they can give each other that focused, intentional, positive attention, it can make a world of difference in that relationship. And my friend, that's what I want for you. Now, you might be doing pretty much fine in your family relationships, or you might be seeking counseling for yourself. I don't know where you're at, of course, on that spectrum. I do know that all of us go through seasons of life where we need some outside perspective, whether that's professional or a friend or, you know, any number of places we might get encouragement and perspective. But whether you feel like things are totally falling apart or things are pretty good and I'm just looking for a little bit of extra encouragement, wherever you are at, it is going to make a big difference, a positive difference in your family life to really, truly, genuinely listen and give positive attention to your people. So I think I've probably emphasized that enough. Hopefully we're on the same page that this stuff really does matter. And before we dive into how this impacts our family, what is stealing our attention and how do we give it back to them? I want to remind you, um, actually, this is, well, it's a reminder because I had a little tiny bonus episode just the other day. Um, But I, I guess I want to invite you to grab a new free resource from Love Your People Well that I think is really going to help Um, offer that encouragement, but also the practical steps. If you realize, gosh, attention is not something I thought about, but maybe it's not going that well at home. Whenever you notice things are a little bit off track, we're stuck in a rut, or we're just not really connecting, or we're too busy, something's going on where your family life is not quite where you want it. This freebie is for you. It is a new ebook that we have available. It's called Building Your Mom Toolbox. Help your family get out of the rut and reconnect. And it is actually a revamp and an upgrade from a previous freebie we had, which I discontinued, um, which was our five-day email course, building those five tools that every busy mom needs. Um, I've discontinued it as an email course based on feedback I was getting and just I don't, I don't like stressing about the tech, y'all. <laughs> Is the email going out? What's going on? So I've revamped it, um, really jazzed it up. It's an ebook now. And so this would be a great resource for you, totally free. Head over to loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash tools to get that free ebook, Building Your Mom Toolbox. Help your family get out of the rut and reconnect. And I wanted to highlight that here Because I, as I'm saying, I know how important things like this are in building up our home, giving our family our focus and our attention. But I also know this is the type of topic that you might not really have thought about that much. It might not feel like a top priority issue. And yet it has such a powerful effect. 
And so whether you feel like I'm noticing big issues or I'm noticing little issues, either way, the five tools that you will build through this free ebook are going to be really helpful. So wanted to point that out um, as we continue this conversation and invite you to grab a free copy of that brand new ebook. And if you're on my email list, you already got a copy. So I hope you're enjoying it. And thank you to those who have already replied (laughs) to that email um, to say thank you and let me know your thoughts and things like that. So So before we look at what are some really common everyday things that are stealing our attention, I want to make sure we are on the same page about what I'm talking about. (laughs) When I say that it is incredibly powerful, incredibly impactful to give your family focused, positive attention. What does that really mean? I, you know, in some ways we think, oh, that's super obvious, but you'd be surprised how often people understand things a little bit differently from one another. So what I mean by that is that not that 24-7 you're not doing anything, anything, anything else except sitting down, making eye contact with your son, with your daughter, with your husband, and having a a deep conversation. Like, I do hope that happens sometimes. And that could be an example of focused positive attention. But that's not the only thing that it's going to look like. Basically, these are moments where we are intentionally taking our attention away from something else, and giving it to our husband or our child. It does not mean all those other things are suddenly unimportant. It does not mean they stop screaming for our attention. (laughs) You know, there are times where something is still maybe going to be loud in the background of your home, or it's still going to be a task on the to-do list that genuinely does need to get done. But if you're going to give that person your focused, undivided, positive attention, that other thing is going to have to fade into the background, at least temporarily. Because when I say you need to give focused, positive attention to your people, it means they're getting your eyeballs and you're getting they're getting your ears and they're getting your whole self. It means you're not distracted by other things or even other thoughts other emotions, you are listening to them, you're responding to what they are saying, not just what might pop in your head as like the point you want to make or a reminder that you want to give them. You're actually listening to them, responding to them in the way that they need at this moment without being distracted by these other things. So that's what I'm talking about when I say that you need to give your family focused attention, positive attention. Um, and it's positive in the sense that, you know, your, your child might have all of your attention when you are uh, disciplining them, or, you know, your husband might have all of your attention when you're having an argument, but that's not necessarily positive attention. So these are moments where it actually is positive. The attention that you're giving them is somehow showing them that they matter. It is offering them encouragement, support. Um, It's good and helpful and it makes people smile. So there are times, of course, we're giving our attention where maybe it's necessary, but it's not necessarily positive. 
that's not exactly what we're talking about here. We are building on our conversation last week where we talked about using our words to give encouragement to our people. Well, in a similar way, but a bit of a a deeper way, a broader way, we need to give our attention to our people, to notice them, listen to them, respond to them in ways that show them you matter. This other stuff might matter too, but it's not as important as you. So that's what I mean about giving focused, positive attention to your people. But let's take a look at five things that are stealing your attention probably every day, or at least very regularly. These are not like weird, you know, the occasional family vacation or like something random happens type of things. These are very normal, everyday things that honestly in our culture today are very normal. And some people might even say they're not a problem. I'm not saying that they are a problem all of the time, but I am saying they are stealing your attention away from the people who actually need it and want it and will value it. So the first thing, you might see this coming, the first thing is your phone. My friend, your phone is stealing attention from your husband. It is stealing attention from your kids. You might have some really great um, boundaries around what apps you download or set those little controls in your phone so that it's on do not disturb mode at nighttime or things like that. But I can almost guarantee you, because of how incredibly common this is, that there are moments during the day when you're looking at your phone, but you could instead be looking at one of your family members. And you might be horrified to think about how frequently it might actually happen that you're even having a conversation with your husband or your kids, and yet your eyeballs go to your phone. You hear the little ding of a notification and you pick it up. Now, is that the end of the world, the end of the relationship? Of course not. But it is sending a very quick, clear message to the person you're talking to, not that they are unimportant, but that this other thing might be equally important. And maybe if the notification is a big enough deal, it is more important. Like we all know what it's like to be talking with someone and they pick up their phone. And that sense of like, uh, wait a minute, I thought we were talking. You're not paying me totally great attention right now. And that might be quick or it might be long. But how often do we do that with our people when we're relaxing at home? I mean, it's not that your phone is evil or bad, but it's there and it's probably always there. And there are times it is stealing your attention away from your people. The second thing that steals our attention so quickly and so easily is our work. Now that might be your like vocational, I get paid for it work, like you go to work every day, or it might be the to-do list around the house. Just there are things we have to get done, whether we get paid for it or not, whether other people see it happen or not. You know, for myself, there definitely are elements of this podcast that are work, but they're behind the scenes. No one sees it. 
it's me and my computer, you know, getting things downloaded to the right place and stuff like that. Whatever it is for you, there are times where your work is getting more focused attention from you than your kids. If you work from home, this might happen even more frequently. Uh, But honestly, even if you work outside of the home, well, where is your attention during those eight hours a day? It's obviously not on your child or your husband. It's on your work. And again, that's obviously that's not a bad thing all the time. We need to give our undivided attention to our work and our tasks, and we need to get things done. The problem is, how often do we tell one of our family members, hold on just a minute while I finish this thing? Oh, let's come back to that conversation later because I need to take this work phone call. Let's just check a few more things off the to-do list and then we can sit down and play Legos. How often are we telling our family to wait or we're distracted just in our own mind? We're talking to them, but we're thinking about the chores we still have left to do, the big project that's due at work, whatever it is. There are plenty of moments where we should be giving focused attention to our people, but we're distracted by or we're even just outright focusing instead on our work. The third thing in our totally normal everyday lives that's stealing our attention is worry and anxiety and stress. And yes, I'm lumping all of those together because they usually are kind of one big jumbled mess. But when you are feeling stressed, when you are feeling worried about things, it's really difficult to give positive attention to people. You might sit down to have the conversation, but you're not emotionally present or you're having a difficult time really focusing on what they're saying because the stress is not leaving. The worry is just floating around inside your head again and again and again. So whether this is an all day, every day type of struggle, or maybe just every once in a while, because you might be getting a little behind on things or something new came up that you're worried about, it might happen a lot. It might happen a little, but there are plenty of times when stress and worry makes it really difficult for us to give healthy, good, positive, focused attention to our people. The fourth item that I want to highlight here that is stealing your attention away from your husband and your kids is busyness. And honestly, in our culture today, you might wear that as a badge of honor. Some of us do. We love to have that full schedule. We love to feel needed because we're going to step in and do this activity or this thing. We like to keep our kids busy because we don't want to listen to them whine about being bored. And there really genuinely are so many great things that we can do to fill up our time. This might be you personally being busy. It might be your whole family being busy, everyone with their own activities. And every night of the week, we're going to this different thing. Busyness steals our attention, not only in the the most basic way where you have to give probably a fair amount of mental energy just to remember what's going on. What was that thing we had to do today? Oh, this new invitation we got, does that conflict with something already on the schedule? There's a lot of mental energy that goes into managing a busy calendar, a busy schedule, a busy household. 
which means by default, you're not giving that mental energy to your husband or to your kids, or maybe brainstorming ways to boost intimacy in your relationship or keep the kids from being bored. Even when you're sitting around the house on a rainy day, (laughs) your mental energy is going toward the busyness. But many times also our emotional energy is going toward that busyness. We're, we're distracted or we're so tired by it that we don't have the space in our brain to stay focused on a conversation with our husband late at night because we spent all that energy all day. We were so busy. So I don't know if it's an overfocus on the calendar and the schedule or just that physical exhaustion, that emotional exhaustion that can come with busyness, but I do know that for most families... Busyness is a problem that is stealing positive attention away from your family. And the last thing I want to highlight here before we turn the corner and look at five ways that you can deal with these things and give that positive energy and attention and focus back to your family. But the fifth thing I want to highlight here is that your emotions are stealing positive attention from your people. When you're struggling with feeling angry, with feeling frustrated, with feeling even maybe feeling hopeless or discouraged, like these more negative, unpleasant emotions, they're stealing your attention. They are requiring a fair amount of thought. They are taking um, a lot of energy from you. And it's really difficult to give positive attention to someone when we are also feeling angry or frustrated. And that might be in the moment when, I mean, gosh, for me, this comes up all the time when my toddlers might be playing happily and I'm getting some stuff done and all of a sudden there's a big sibling fight and someone's running over. Oh, mommy, this happened. This happened. Please help. And I know it's not really that big of a deal because, you know, I know what's going on and I might maybe more frequently than I would like to admit Find that gut reaction being frustration. Why are you interrupting me? You should not need me to deal with this. You already know that you're breaking the rules when you do X, Y, Z. Why do I have to stop what I'm doing to come deal with it? That sense of frustration sometimes is very quick and it's specific to that moment where your child is asking for attention or your husband is asking for attention Um, but sometimes this is more of just an overall theme. Like we're just having a day where we're in a bad mood and we have some episodes pretty recently on managing those moments with a positive attitude, but it's really easy to get kind of stuck in just feeling angry or feeling discouraged. And then we're not going to take the opportunities that we have to give our people attention. We're going to choose to decompress on the couch instead of go over and sit on the floor to play with our kids. And we might, um, you know, zone out at the end of the day instead of having a conversation with our husband. Emotions very easily, very quickly, and very frequently steals our attention away from our people. So one of those might hit home for you. Maybe it's your phone, your work, your stress, maybe it's your busyness or your emotions. 
but there is always something that is happy to take our attention, happy to get us to focus on it instead of on our people. The question then is, what do we do about it? So let's talk about five things you can do today and probably every day that will help you get back your attention from the things trying to steal it and give it purposefully, intentionally to your family. So the first helpful strategy is going to be setting some clear boundaries for yourself. And pretty much everything we talked about that steals your attention, you can create boundaries for with your phone, with your work, even with your stress level. You can set boundaries around that. Are there things that you need to say no to? You can set boundaries around um, what are you going to think about? You know, if an unhelpful thought is popping in your head again and again and again, it's not going to be enough, of course, to just decide, well, I'll stop thinking about it. Okay, problem solved. Um, I'm a counselor and (laughs) I will spend many, many, many sessions sometimes helping people figure out how to stop those thoughts But you set the boundary and you can figure out ways to redirect what you're thinking about. And certainly when it comes to busyness or emotions, boundaries will be helpful. What are you saying no to? How are you handling those moments of big, strong, hard emotions? You can set boundaries with your time. You can set boundaries with people. Boundaries are going to be really helpful so that you're basically setting guardrails around your attention. Obviously, there are times you have to focus on work or you're going to be busy. There's a season of life, whatever's going on, you're going to be busy. The issue is not what are those things. It's making sure they're not stealing your attention unintentionally, where then you don't have it available to give to your people. So figure out what boundaries would be helpful and then take some action steps to put those boundaries in place. Our second point for how to give that positive attention back to your family is to slow down and simplify your days so that you're less distracted and less busy. Now, obviously, I don't mean that you should just sit around twiddling your thumbs all day. There obviously are times when it makes sense to pick up your phone. And it makes sense to be focused very intensely on your work, your paid work, your to-do list, whatever it is, your deep cleaning your house, all sorts of things should get our time and our attention. But if we can create rhythms to our day so that we know what to expect, we know what's coming next, that can kind of simplify what's going on so that we know when there's opportunity to give very intentional focus to our people, but also it makes it easier to respond in the moment to something unexpected in a way that actually does give attention to that person because they're less likely to be interrupting some big stressful event in our day. You know, if the to-do list is 15 pages long or five pages long, Well, we're going to feel differently when someone interrupts us while we're working on that to-do list. And so the more that you can slow down your reaction to things, simplify what your days look like, how you operate, how your family rhythms are going, 
you're going to be less distracted, you're going to be less busy, and it will be much easier to give your people positive attention. You'll have more emotional energy to give them attention. It will be easier to pause when you're in the middle of something, but they're asking for a question or, you know, your kid is wanting you to look at something or your husband wants to interrupt you with a conversation. Like you want to be available for those moments. And the simpler and slower and just kind of more predictable your days are, the easier it will be to give them that attention and to make that attention positive. Not just, okay, fine, let me answer your question. Okay, let's move on. But you can actually pause. You can actually look them in the eye. You can actually have the conversation and make it a positive moment of connection. Number three, um, and this is actually an intervention that I work on with couples, but also with like parent-child dynamics all the time, is that one of the ways you can show your family that you're listening to them is by repeating back what they are saying, paraphrasing back what you heard them say before you answer the question or share your opinion or, you know, move on to a new topic. When you take that extra 30 seconds just to reflect back what you heard them say or what it was that you think was important to them Um, Something that's reflecting back, I heard what you said, I'm paying attention to you, I, I hear you, I know you, I understand what you're saying, and then you can continue with your opinion, your point of view, whatever the next point in the conversation is, but that is a very quick and very um, helpful way to show that you're listening, to give a moment of attention So that they don't think, well, what I said went in one ear and out the other. Mom's not going to remember anyway. Must not have really been all that important to her. It shows them, I actually am paying attention to you. It might be loud in here. The TV is on and the baby is crying and all the things are happening. But I am paying attention to you. And you know that I am because I can tell you what you just said to me. I can tell you what you said or I can tell you why it's important. And this is huge for not only you knowing I'm giving attention to this person, but them feeling like you gave them attention. So one example of what this might look like is, um, let's just think about uh, our toddlers. You know, that's those are the examples that I'm given because my kids are toddlers. And one of the ways I try to do this is when they come to me, especially if I find myself feeling like a little frustrated, like I said before, maybe they're interrupting the task I'm working on for something that to me does not really seem necessary or important. Um, I really notice myself doing this step of pausing, reflecting, paraphrasing back when my emotions (laughs) are getting high uh, because I want to be intentional at that moment. And so I'll find myself, you know, crouching down on my kid's level and they're saying, you know, mommy, mommy, she took my crayon and I wanted to use the purple crayon, but she took it and she won't give it back. And, you know, they're crying about whatever the thing is. And I'll say, oh my goodness, she took your purple crayon and that is really frustrating you. (laughs) That might sound like a counselor response, but you can do that too. And it is very powerful. Now my kid knows I heard the content of what you said. She took the purple crayon. 
And I can tell that it's creating an emotion in you. You are feeling frustrated. Now, I already knew that because of her tone of voice and she's crying and the way she's talking about it. And does that actually address my sense that this is not that big of a deal? I can think of 10 ways you might have responded, little child, to handle that purple crayon situation. But what my daughter needs in that moment is for her mom to listen to what she's saying, to connect with her in that brief little moment, and maybe to do something about it, but maybe not. You might be surprised how often that's my response And that ends it. They just say, yeah, I am frustrated. And they run off. Or yeah, maybe I'll go grab the orange crayon. And they run off because they didn't actually need anything other than attention from someone who loves them. Now, our fourth tip here for how to um, get back your attention from the things that are stealing it and give it to your people. Um, This is another kind of... uh, counseling style intervention, I suppose, but asking questions, specific questions that are unique to them as an individual, you know, what's going on in their life. And it's different to say the generic, you know, Hey honey, how was school today? Than to say, Hey honey, how was that big math test that you had today? Well, now your kid knows this is not just a random, vague, unimportant conversation My mom remembers what's going on in my life, cares about what's going on in my life, wants to talk about what's going on in my life. It makes it a lot easier for them to feel noticed and to give them your attention without really changing much of what you're doing. You're going to have conversations with your people. You're going to ask them questions. But if there are ways to ask those questions more specifically or more Um, unique to what's going on for them in their world, the things that are important to them, or the things on their schedule, or um, the things they are emotionally attached to. Well, now you're taking maybe a generic everyday conversation, and you're making it more positive, more individual, and more powerful. They're going to remember a conversation about something specific in their life more than just this vague general conversation about school or whatever it might be. So when you know something specific is going on, ask about it, talk about it. Don't just assume they were, they know that I know, they remember that I know what's going on. We've talked about it before. We don't need to talk about it again. We all live very busy lives. We are all easily distracted and it goes a long way of reminding people that you are paying attention. You do care about them. It encourages them. It builds them up when you can ask specific questions that are unique to them. And then the fifth tip that I want to leave you with today, a really, really powerful way to give very positive, personalized attention to your people is to pray out loud for them about specific things going on in their life. Now, certainly there might be times when you can pause and ask them, you know, hey, we just talked about this big thing. Can we pause right now and pray about that? I mean, talk about positive attention. (laughs) Not only was my wife or my parent or whoever, you know, not only was she listening to me, but she cares about this. She sees that this is important. She wants to pause and 
and take it to the Lord in prayer. I mean, there's obviously huge spiritual impact there, but even just on your person, your child or your husband's sense of value, it is huge. I don't know if you've ever had the experience where someone has prayed for you, like when you were in the room, they prayed out loud, maybe in a group setting, they said your name and they lifted your specific request before the Lord. But that feels very personal and very positive and encouraging. So it might be that intentional moment to say, hey, can we pause and pray about this? Or it might just be while you're at the dinner table saying your normal prayers or your bedtime prayers, um, something where they can hear you saying their name, taking it to the Lord, and similar to asking questions about the specific things that are going on in their life, praying about those things, putting a name to them, which again is showing them, I remember what you said. I remember what's going on. I'm paying attention. I care. So my friend, I am guessing that at least one of these things we talked about is stealing your attention, your phone, your work, your stress, your busyness, your emotions. But I'm also guessing, and indeed, I would be very, very confident that at least one, if not all, of these five helpful strategies, helpful action steps, is going to make a big difference in your home. It's going to help you not only juggle all the crazy balls that are going on and get all the things done, but set them down intentionally, turn to your people and give them positive attention when they need it. It's not 24-7, but it's going to be those little moments throughout the day that make a really big difference. So set some boundaries, slow down, simplify your days, repeat back, paraphrase back, remind them, you know, I heard you say blah, 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 blah. I heard you say this, 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 and this. Um, I can tell that's important to you because this, 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 and this. Paraphrase it back to them. Ask them specific questions that are unique to them and what's going on in their life and pray for them. Pray for them out loud. Pray for them very specifically and let them hear that. Let them overhear that or be a part of that. All of these things are going to help you redirect from the distractions and the craziness of life, redirect back to your people, and it's going to help them actually feel and experience what it's like to get that focused, positive attention. So I hope these ideas are helpful. Don't forget to grab the free ebook, Building Your Mom Toolbox, Help Your Family Get Out of the Rut and Reconnect. That's over at loveyourpeoplewell.com. And join us back here on Friday for the Friday Faith Follow-Up. Until then, my friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon.